Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. It's super snowy. This is the last show that we'll record before your birthday. Yes. Ha- I'm turning 35. Happy birthday. Happy mother freaking birthday. That's exciting. 35. You're you're like I'm like an adult now. Smack dab in the middle of 30. I know. So you're you're neck deep Literally. in the decade. <laughs> right in the middle you're, of 30. Yeah, you're equidistant from 40 and 40 30. And 30. <laughs> so that's exciting. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever see that episode of Friends where uh, Joey's turning, like it, it's his birthday, and he's like, God, we had a deal. All of them would age, and I would remain the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every every birthday, I'm like, we had a deal. God. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't care about getting older. It's not like, you know, I mean, I don't want to like suddenly look a million years older, but, you know. Sure, yeah, nobody does, I don't think. No. Uh, so how are you? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. It's very snowy today. We got like, I don't know, it feels like four inches maybe. Is it really? I don't know, it's a lot. Yeah. Because on my, on my deck, it just looks like it's a dusting. Yeah, it was blowing and snowing. Well, not really, it wasn't really windy. It was just because my deck isn't super covered either, but there's a lot of snow on the ground and the roads were kind of slippery when I mm. came over. So yikes. Yeah, it was snowing pretty much all day. So yeah, and it's, it's like uh, really wet, heavy snow. Oh, yeah. That's not like as bad though, as like really, really like dry, icy snow, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't it make sense. It actually doesn't make Most sense. Most snow <laughs> is wet, but in this case, <laughs> it's not wet. Are you <laughs> suggesting? Dry. Are you suggesting just a plain old ice storm is worse? Because I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ice is dry in this case. <laughs> Not according to my, you know, every morning I wake up and the ice is gone from my glass. I'm like, what? And there's water there. How, how did that even happen? It's how? your cat. It's <laughs> He's doing something. It's magic. 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 <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of... um. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and it's such an awesome game. It's like wherever you can see you can go and it's so cool and it's yeah it's it's such a fun game. It's all consuming and it's I I liked I mean I played Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64 when I was like a like a teen preteen and so this game is like that game but on steroids and it's it's so fun and uh I would recommend it to anyone because, like, there's this, like, early part of the game where you sort of come down because, like, something horrible has happened in Hyrule, like, a hundred years ago when they reawaken Link to defeat the evil. And you're walking through this, like, path of, like, these tattered, like, royal banners. And it's so pretty. And then, like, if the banners, like, blow in front of the moon or the sun, like, the shadows change, it's... It's astounding. Like, the game is amazing. So, that's... Because I was trying to think, like, when we were first starting, I'm like, what have I been watching lately? Have I been watching anything special? And I'm like, no, I've been playing Zelda mostly. So, so that's 
that's been really cool so what have you been up to well i pretty much rewatched cardinal <laughs> pretty much the whole thing since saturday since saturday oh my gosh yeah, yeah i pretty much I, it was mostly like background noise it's only four seasons and they're only six episodes long so they're not super long they're just well they're like each like 40 50 minutes whatever but um I don't know if that's like a Canadian thing. Obviously, it's kind of like a, you know, like England does that type of thing. But, you know, in the United States isn't really. We kind of like our, we like our long seasons, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, sometimes I think that can make the show worse because there's so much content pushed at you that you're like, okay, now it's enough and just take a break and take some time and maybe think of something better, you know? Yeah, kind of like a series of books and movies that's like eight long. <laughs> well, seven. And ex- uh, and I said what I said. <laughs> the, uh, well, in The Cursed Child, I guess you could consider that eight. That's a, that's a, se- no, that's a pre, no. <laughs> it's, I guess it's a sequel. <laughs> it's a quill. It's a quill. Of some kind. You know what's really funny? So ever since I watched Scream 5, I've been noticing, because like the whole thing is about it being a requel, you know? Oh. I've been noticing a bunch of stuff. Like I've been watching the the new Will and Grace, um, which I think came out a couple of years ago, but it's, you know, it's still brand new. But they had this ending in the original one where they're like both had kids and the kids ended up getting married and falling in love but in the new one they were like no 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 that didn't happen (laughs) so i was like okay yeah which i uh i guess they did it as like a dream which i oh my god yeah i know it's bad it was it was so it was brushed off like so subtly that you're kind of like okay all right i'm on board you know what i mean like you're like it wasn't to me, it wasn't that big of a deal enough where I didn't, I was like... That seems to me like it's like, listen, we want to make more money, so we want to go a different direction. So let's just say it's a dream and watch the money roll in. <laughs> yeah, and that's annoying. Re- I don't like a that. A requel. Yeah. So it's a requel of that. Why couldn't, but they just, why couldn't they just flesh out that storyline? I don't really know. And to me, it didn't, like, it didn't make... Uh, I guess... It could have been better if maybe they were like, oh, yeah, our kids got a divorce, but we're still best friends, you know, or something like just to not have, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I like the phrase, our kids got a divorce, but we're still best friends. <laughs> we're still besties. Um, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I don't mind it. I didn't mind it. I was kind of like, all right, I'm on board. It's fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so... I sent you that video where I posted it on TikTok where they're at the White House and they're like, and there Joe and Obama used to hold hands and talk about their dreams together. <laughs> that was so funny. So uh, save the Phantom if you want to check that uh, little clip out <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I haven't really been, I don't think I've watched anything new that I'm like, yeah, I, I watch Community over again because it's, kind of like one of those um it's a comfort show you know i go to it when i'm like they're like the world's too much and i need like to just feel comforted and so i've been watching a lot of community and i even posted on reddit i was like suggest me a show that's like the same feel of community and i only had one answer and the answer was like well you could watch a good place or arrested development and i was like yep i've already seen both of those (laughs) i some friends some people told me that like the good place was hilarious and that i should watch it and i was 
I was hesitant and skeptical because I'd seen ads for it, and I was like, it doesn't look like something that I will think is like funny or good. But I gave it a shot because I trusted these friends' opinions, and it's so it. There's too much chaos every episode. I watched like three episodes a, a few years ago. It's been a while now. Of the first season, I watched, like, three or four episodes, and each one, I was like, nope, I know this isn't for me. Like, it's too too much stuff gets broken and messed up. Yeah, and, and it, it doesn't and really like change. The, the main character, like, Kristen Bell's character is not super likable. She's not supposed and to be. So, I was just like, I can't get on board with the characters, and I can't get on board with how chaotic everything is. Like, Do you want me to tell you a spoiler? I won't tell any. I won't tell anyone else about it, why she's unlikable. I mean, I think you should just tell everyone else. I'll just tell her. Okay. So, The Good Place is actually not The Good Place. Oh, it's The Bad Place. I think I saw that on, yeah. online somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's basically like, they. It, what ends up happening is they end up going through like a whole journey where they're in The Bad Place and Michael, who is played by, um, oh my God, what's his name? Ted Danson. Thank you. <laughs> I always want to call him Dan something, like Dan Stevenson, and I'm like, that's not, I know his name, like I, maybe, sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, Um, (laughs) apparently. So Ted Danson is basically like a demon, and so he gets chosen to create this place that's like a different way of like torturing people. Well, I felt tortured, (laughs) so... But uh, these people end up figuring out, like, we're actually not in the good place. We're in the bad place. Because, like, why is everything going wrong? This doesn't feel like heaven, you know, whatever. And and it's a, it's, I really, I liked it. I wouldn't say I really liked it. I definitely enjoyed it. And I finished it. Um, and I think it was worth it. But if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah, you know? I also don't really like gimmicks. And the whole thing is, um, like, one giant gimmick, which kind yeah. of bothered me as well. <laughs> because it's, like, it's not a realistic story. I'm not watching... I'm not watching characters like in the world. I'm watching characters in some weird afterlife where right. like the laws of physics and stuff don't exactly match. Apply. <laughs> and so, it, yeah, the whole thing, like everything about it was just not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, I think as far as those two go, Arrested Development, well, the first three seasons is superior. Um, it's just a very clever show. Um, but I did not really like the fourth one. And in fact, there's one episode that I usually skip through uh, because I find it so boring that I'm like, I don't I really don't care what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about David Cross's character, but he just like, and uh, his he plays Tobias. And I really usually like Tobias, but then they added in this other character named Debris, which is like, Obviously, her name is Debris because she's supposed to be like trash, you know? Oh, geez. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was played by Maria Bamford, who I normally don't have an issue with, but I could not stand her this time. And so every time that episode comes up, I go, nope. And I, I keep going because I'm just like, but. The she's got like a moaning Myrtle voice. <laughs> she, yeah, she's like a really like, she kind of talks like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just not. You can just tell that it's just not as clever or well thought out as the original series was. You know, the original series had a a thing where they would, like, build up these jokes. And so 
it was never like just a one-off joke it was always like oh my god that's clever because you built it up in like three you know what i mean like three episodes have been coming towards this joke and you're just like okay i get it i love it and the fourth one and i haven't even seen the fifth season i didn't even know there was a fifth season and i'm like i don't know if i really like i want to watch it but you know i also finished dexter and i don't think i'm gonna watch the new dexter because i I like you know my heart's been broken before (laughs) Yeah, I think it it feels like to me like if they made another season of The Office, I would think like mm, now you're just pushing your luck, you know, yeah. after so much time has gone by and the writers are inevitably different and everybody yeah. is just different in the field of the world and what's acceptable and what people will watch is different. So everything like all the factors like it's it's not a perfect it's not like the right time the right place at the right time anymore right you're not striking gold with like this something new and fresh it's it's just the same and and yeah. i and i prefer the memories of the greatness of how the show was i don't need oh, to yeah. make new memories of new episodes because the old ones are still so good yeah and and it's yeah exactly and it's like the new season or the fourth season um Michael and George Michael, who are both father and son, are dating the same woman. <laughs> they don't know that they're dating the same woman until the end, but it was like, it really bummed me out. They're I was like, Eskimo brothers. I know! <laughs> it's pretty weird. I think that's pretty gross. It's the same as like <laughs> movies and TV shows where women all have slept with the like women in the same family have slept with the same man. Oh, which like is pretty um, weird, rumor so. has it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. The graduate. Those storylines are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, they don't like, they don't know that each other are dating, Well, yeah, I but mean, it's still, it's just, it. does she know their father and son? I don't think she knows either. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, does she's, she not know their names. I guess she doesn't know their last names or, oh no, no, that's right. I, George Michael lied to her. He said oh. his name was, cause so, so like there's an ongoing joke within the show where they're like, um, like his his name is George Michael and George Michael the singer had been caught having sex in a bathroom right so then there's a joke later where Michael's like well what if we call you boy George boy George also got in trouble for like pretty much the same thing and then later in the fourth season he goes oh yeah my name is George Maharis and George Maharis also got in trouble for the same exact Who's George Maharis I guess like an actor I've never even heard of him before oh. but <laughs> that was funny that's pretty good I know yeah it's like but that's what I mean like this ongoing like clever joke where you you if you and if you hadn't watched the first three seasons you would never get that because it's like but it's so anyway i i would recommend the first three if you want to watch the fourth fifth do it whatever but uh the first three are just perfect they're perfect you know like dominique di coco (laughs) anyway so so do you want to talk about the movie i do okay Let's do it. I have my book with me. Harry, that's a big one. How many yeah. pages are there? In that uh, one? Let me check. Let's it looks see. like a dictionary. Uh, yeah, it feels like a dictionary. No, um, <laughs> I, I would say, let's see. I like how you say I would say, but you're looking at the pages. So. I know. I know. <laughs> um, 734. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a long one. It looks like there's big margins on the pages, though, so they're cheating, I think. They're Uh, look at those margins that's like an inch and a half (laughs) yeah i guess so this is like this is like first 
edition. Like these are, I mean, they're wrecked. So it I can like sell them it for looks anything. Well but, loved. Oh, it is very well loved. You can see like if you sold if I you sold a Harry actually if you sold a Harry Potter book uh, for money and um, what's that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like contact information. I oh my on the gosh! Front. <laughs> Look at your girly like junior high handwriting. It That's has like sisters. curly cues. Oh my gosh! Let me see it one more time. Brian, if, Leslie, Leslie, Shelby. If found contact. Thank you. Gracias with an S. It's not spelled right. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me see the phone number again. Is there like peace signs? Oh, it's curly cues. That's such a... Yeah, what was she like 11 when she wrote that? That's such a little girl thing to write. Uh, let's see. Let's see when it came out. Because we got it like the day it came out. Could we, we would like go to like the midnight... Um, the midnight like went oh wait hold on i passed the yeah so this came out in 2000 so i was in high school in 2001 so i was 13 so she was like nine Jeez, that's yeah. so cute i love that you should take a picture of that and send it to her i, think, I should i think she'll probably get a kick out of I that should. I'll do it right yes now. do it right now before i forget yeah i th- i think i think i would like to see that as well <laughs> <laughs> the gracias with the s like g-r-a-s-i-a-s is what <laughs> kick kick gives it, 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 it's what is really funny okay hold on i text her where is she there she is <laughs> it's like uh nine-year-old calligraphy <laughs> right it's so cute <laughs> okay oh no i need this nurse come back i forgot myself <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's from Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Nurse, yeah, I would have never Give a while. Them. We must talk in secret. <laughs> nurse, come back. I forgot myself. <laughs> we just watched uh, Shakespeare in Love. Well, part of it. We watched like the last 20 minutes of it or something. <laughs> and that constitutes <laughs> yeah. a full movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's start talking about this movie. Let's start talking about this movie. So I have to say i had a completely different experience watching it this time oh, it was wow. wild like because i was now seeing it with a critic's eye and i was noticing things i had never even saw before and i was like wow <laughs> my mind was like blown like there were things where i was like i was like oh, that's there because of that reason <laughs> you know so i wrote all that stuff down i mean it took me i was like i was like laying down to like watch the movie but i kept having to like pick up my phone to write notes and i was like damn it can you just stop writing notes and enjoy the damn movie but i was like no you have to write this down because you'll forget so um i have to say so when i was a kid i loved mad eye moody barty crouch jr's version of mad eye moody as an adult i don't feel that way anymore now i think he's a psychopath um but like when i was a kid i was like like yeah he's kind of bizarre he's kind of like but like i'm like but look what he's been through he's got scars over his face he lost his eye like he's just gruff like it's just how he you know like he deals with the world like he's just a tough dude and now knowing all the things that i know i'm like wow there's a lot of really ethically questionable things that mad i moody i shouldn't call him mad i but moody does that um I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, I guess that's a, like the uh, Cruciatus curse with Neville. That was really, really disturbing. And they don't, the, should I just tell you? Well, 
I watched you the wanna... movie, so I actually well, was miss... going to ask you a question oh, about okay. that. Okay, go for it. So um, they make a reference after I wrote some notes. So Harry gets sucked into the pensive, mm-hmm. and he gets sent back to the, the trial. By the way... I don't think that it happened that way in the book. I feel like it wasn't like he fell down an entire thing and he was like, ah, I think he like <laughs> stuck his face in and then he was like transported there. Yeah, I don't I don't know, you know why they did it in that really weird like well, over the top way. What I do when I see bowls full of water in offices is normally stick my face Blowing in them. water. So <laughs> I'm I don't know why they didn't do it that uh, way. Yeah, I either. Mean, I think <laughs> anyway so so they did say that but it is it does come up later that pen save it, it does have there's another i think instance yeah well um i actually i wanted to tell you that this was the first one that i can say that i actually oh liked. i didn't ask you i didn't ask you i was gonna it's all ask good. you no i actually like i liked this movie oh, um by the way i have to say i was completely wrong it was not directed by chris columbus it was directed by mike newell well that's so, another thing like as i was watching it i was like because I was under the impression that this was a Chris Columbus movie, and I was like, well, now it's confirmed that Chris Columbus didn't mess it up, that it just messed up itself, because this, I like this movie. I like the fourth one. Um, and if he directed it, then it's not him, but it's not. it wasn't him directing it. So, Well, but anyway. the thing is that there's just, a, there's just a couple things that have been left out that were vital that, like, like they could have maybe done less with like the Hagrid flirting with Madame Maxi Maxim um, scenes. I everything you're saying right now, I think I disagree with because <laughs> probably everything well, no, I liked about this movie is probably things that you're going to say they could have done less of. But, but <laughs> I'm saying in comparison, there's one specific scene that they absolutely should have included and they didn't. Well, let me and go, we'll get into okay. It. So he went on the pensive to that um, jury trial of uh the guy that Karkaroff. yeah and by the way the first time they introduced him i was like i was like who's this uh Rasputin looking motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i mean i knew who he was but still <laughs> um so they do say that the uh barty crouch jr uh tortured the long bottoms yeah so i assume that that and i put it together i was like because i didn't understand at first why hermione was like having such a fit in the classroom when he was showing Neville the the curse like a torture curse and like Neville was just sort of standing there and Hermione's like can't you see what you're doing and I was like is she concerned for the spider or for Neville I didn't understand why she was freaking out except I was like she must just be concerned for the spider but then later in that scene when I heard the word Longbottom and that it was the same curse and I was like oh that's why neville you know what it just occurred to me that that scene isn't supposed to be in in this one it's supposed to be in the fifth one but they still didn't include it but i'll still mention it because it's not it's oh it doesn't spoil anything in the fifth one so that's why neville was so upset or like that's why hermione perceived him as being so upset and that's why he was like standing forlornly after the class because i assume his parents were murdered that way or just tortured they were tortured to madness and they are at so there's a scene that happens in the fifth one. I'm not going to mention because it is a spoiler. But um, basically, the kids do end up seeing his parents in the book. It doesn't happen in the movie at um, this like magical hospital. And they're basically both like they've lost their minds. Oh, okay. It's very because 
because Neville lives with his grandmother, you know, and um, she's the one that sent like the remember all and everything, and and yeah, and uh, and the and the scene where they're they're dealing with the Bogart in the um, the third one, he. Neville says that he's afraid of Snape and then and Lupin says well imagine him in your grandmother's clothing so he's like you know that's like the, his primary caretaker in life is his grandmother but it's <sighs> there's a there's a lot more to Neville than than I think you're gonna even like be like realize until like later and honestly like he's such a little angel <laughs> I love Neville so much like I I, I just he's such a good and kind boy and i like and i was saying the same thing about cedric as i was watching it i was like he's such a good and kind boy like he and he did not deserve the end that he had and i was straight up bawling at that part like i was like when the dad like rushes down and he's like my boy my boy i was like like tears streaming down my face was uh had more depth and more emotion than i was and i thought these movies were capable of i was really impressed by that um when harry brought him back from being murdered basically yeah and the whole school was like horrified and harry was like kind of wailing himself and then the dad pushed his way through the crowd and notices that his son was killed i was like this is a harry potter movie like i thought that scene was was really well done and it was very emotional and the acting i just think the performance was really good of the father yeah oh yeah and i think the like just the the gravity of the scene was done really well and that really shocked me and a lot of things about this movie kind of surprised me in a good way um i it's not perfect i still have things that bothered me but it felt like i was watching a a real movie and i wasn't watching like some monster of the week like little children fighting See, a bully fighting a monster <laughs> fighting this you know being in awe of things i was actually watching like a coming of age movie with like teenage romance and jealousy and emotions and i really liked the triwizard tournament mm-hmm. as the catalyst instead of the mo- you know like voldemort was almost like a second thought to the triwizard tournament and i liked that a lot and then when voldemort finally did show up um that was also like I thought it was done pretty good. Like, I thought it was done well the way it was like the Triwizard Tournament was the intensity, and then Voldemort was also intense, but then he goes back to the school and it's back to like the Triwizard Tournament being the. And I, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but when I was watching it, I was like, this finally feels like a, like a movie. And um, no um, Dursleys, so that was incredibly refreshing. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's not the last we'll see of the Dursleys, but um, I am not surprised, actually, that you feel that way. I, I kind of knew this is like really when this is the book, the movie, when things really start to coming together as far as like Voldemort goes and everything, um, because, yeah, he was introduced in the first one, but now he's got like way more power than he's had he had before, you know, so he's far more dangerous and um you know and and so i i'm definitely not surprised that you felt that way like i i'm i'm pretty much like i'm i'm surprised actually that you liked as much as you do and i'm very pleased about that too because i love these (laughs) (laughs) you know i love this series so it makes me so happy it's like yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was surprised as well because uh, um it's 
it was it was much more entertaining than the other ones so far mm-hmm. and i really i really liked mad eye moody moody a lot and i was actually going to ask you like was his whole character performance the whole time it was barty crouch jr it yeah. was not okay so see i really liked him i liked that he like didn't give two shits and he turned draco into a ferret and put the ferret in draco's friend's crotch uh, why i don't know but he did it and uh and i like cute ferret <laughs> i liked how he seemingly took an interest in harry I mean, obviously, we find out why, because he, he needed to, like, trick Harry so that Voldemort could come back. But I, I, I was actually, like, really disappointed that he wasn't going to be sticking around in that iteration. And I was like, of course, the movie, of course, these movies would do this to me, where I would, like, enjoy this character. And then I'd find out that, like, oh, psych, it's he, not really he him. He is in, in the series more, but you're right. He's not the same person because he's not Barty Crouch Jr. He's himself. Um, but that's funny because that's how I felt when I was a kid. I loved I loved him. I loved the Barty Crouch Jr., uh, as you said, iteration of him. But as I watch it again and knowing the things that I know, I have a totally different perspective this time. And so um, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation, I feel like. Buckle up. Buckle up, <laughs> bitches. Uh, did you notice that Cedric is a Hufflepuff? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. See, I told you there's, uh, there's a bunch of Hufflepuffs. Otherwise known as Edward. <laughs> Cullen. <laughs> it was it was funny because as I was watching the movie, I was like, "Man, it's so nice to hear his actual accent." You know what I mean? Because he usually does everything I've seen him in. He's usually American. You know, he plays American characters. Mm-hmm. Not that I've seen like a ton of his movies, but well, I mean, I've seen a fair amount. And I, like, wa- uh, I almost said like Water for Chocolate. That's totally different. That's totally different. Uh, Water for Elephants. Uh, he was American in that, and then he was. Um, in Remember Me and Twilight and so like actually hearing like his actual accent I was like who is this guy (laughs) (laughs) I liked him I thought he um, I actually thought that this might be one of his best performances uh, because he wasn't supposed to be brooding at all Yeah, and he was like um, he was a classic popular kid but also nice he was like a so, genuine guy yeah, yeah like everyone in school sort of looked up to him and the girls thought he was cute and everything but he was also like decent to harry yeah even though he didn't have to be and so i, I liked his character a lot so of course the movies would kill him off of course yeah and um oh believe me they always kill off the ones you love it's like game of thrones don't get attached to anyone because they're gonna <laughs> kill him off so uh um yeah, uh, I liked him a lot in this, too. I, I love Cedric, and I think that his story is just so tragic. And the thing is, like, it, it's, I th- it speaks volumes to Harry's character as far as in the end where they're in the maze and he, go, he does go back to uh, get him. But there is that moment where he's hesitating and he's like, maybe I shouldn't. And if he had hesitated... I almost said Edward. Cedric probably would have survived. Well, that's what I had some questions um, about that because you see. Um, f- okay, so you see Fleur Delacour get like pulled into the hedgerow and like the sticks are like growing around her. And I thought, because they were very adamant that like wizards had died during this tournament in prior years. So I was like, oh, so is she dead? But then you see her. Right. So. 
what happens? Well, him, sh- well, him shooting up the um, red sparks is what saved her. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so she got... I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah so yeah if if he had if, if he, he had just shot up the red sparks he would have cedric he probably would have survived mm-hmm. yeah yeah i did also have a question about it's that l- it's like ugh. but i mean harry's a good kid you know that's the well, thing he doesn't know that the well, cup yeah, is like I mean, the he's poor not, key and that voldemort's gonna come back and right like he would obviously never put you know neville in or not neville damn it cedric, cedric. in danger mm-hmm. um intentionally i don't think that's not harry's you know style whatever maybe that's draco's style but that's not harry's style right yeah i also thought like draco was like delightfully absent in a lot of the movie and (laughs) i think that that made because like the bully thing is just it just starts to feel so stupid and redundant like everything about the first three movies was so redundant to me and then this one i think one of the reasons it entertained me more is because it just like there wasn't as many redundancies in that regard like i wasn't like oh now i have to watch the obligatory scene where he's being tortured by his family now i have to watch the scene where he's being tortured by draco now i have to watch the scene where he's being tortured by whatever villain you know what i mean right and while the, some of those things did happen in this one they were much um, more creatively done and they were also sort of surrounded by this actual like human story of children coming of age and of this tournament which took center stage and the tournament was the villain almost and and i liked that i thought that that was just as i said refreshing yeah it's uh i cannot imagine why anyone would want to um put their name in the goblet of fire so i had i one of the biggest one of the biggest problems i have okay. i had with this movie was the triwizard tournament okay. funnily enough and it was the goblet of fire that i had problems with so so the ministry of magic guy came was that barty crouch who came and gave yeah. like the rules okay so barty crouch comes to hot okay this whole scene i thought was like so when i was watching it and barty crouch is like we have a rule only kids 17 and up can put their names in the goblet of fire and i thought dear god someone's gonna put harry's name in it and he's gonna get picked (laughs) i knew it was gonna happen as soon as i as soon as he said that rule and then like and then dumbledore is like and you you must be positively sure if you put your name in because there's no turning back and i was like good lord someone's gonna put harry's name in the goblet of fire and then the next scene was kakarov like that's his name kakarov kakarov i'm gonna look it up because i don't wanna i I already said i kept calling him sarkozy the whole time and i was like oh that's a real person (laughs) (laughs) kakarov okay okay and then so then you professor igor kakarov and then you see Karkaroff close the doors to the like dining hall and you think, oh, this guy's up to something. And we never find out what he did unless he was the one who put the name in. But Mad-Eye Mooney said he was. So what was Karkaroff doing? Just like going in there to I like. I think Karkaroff was like a um, like a red herring. That's what, And I you think know? That that's pretty stupid, actually, because if you're going to do a red herring, then it has to pay off still somehow and nothing it might have in the book sure but, but i don't why would remember they waste, why would they waste the time and the money filming that scene anyway so karkarov like snuck in there <laughs> I and know. i was like oh good gracious someone's gonna put harry's name in the goblet i know it's gonna happen and then so then there's like this whole 
ceremony of them getting these names out of the goblet. And this is the big problem that I have. So the Ministry of Magic has laid down the rules. No kid under 17 can be in the tournament. Also, only three kids, ones from each school, are going to be in the tournament. And then, so they're doing this big ceremony and like the goblet is like shooting out names. And so uh, Dumbledore reads off the names, the three names, and it's Cedric and then uh, Floor, <laughs> Victor Crumb yep. and Floor from, and I'm going to get into those two in a second. And so it's like this big thing and everyone's cheering. And then all of a sudden the goblet's like, wait, not done. And it like spits out. JK, a, LOL. <laughs> it spits out another name. Yeah. And uh, listen, l- listeners, I want you to guess what the other name was like you what? will never guess guys who do you think the fourth the name titular was titular character was chosen the man himself <laughs> harry potter harry freaking potter was chosen <laughs> to be the fourth and i thought like this is and and harry just harry's just like dumbfounded which he, oh yeah i makes would be sense, too yeah but at the same time he never like he never says like wait a second there's been a mistake like i didn't i never put my name yeah. in he just sort of like in a catatonic state walks up and takes the paper and then they go to this like little holding room and Dumbledore's like Harry do you swear you didn't put your name in there and Harry's like something about that real quick um because that's a thing that a lot of fans have complained about over the years is how Dumbledore reacts because in the book he's like he's like Harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire and then like Harry's like no I didn't but he's kind of like you can be honest with me. Come on. Sure. And uh, in, in the movie, he's like, he's like, did you put your name in the cup of You're like, dude, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so then Harry's just like, no, no, I didn't. And then they're standing around, like the professors are all standing around and they're like, well, unfortunately, the rules are unflinchingly rigid. And I was like, why have rules at all? Because... They, and they never like explained. the magically binding. So there's no fit. Like the Ministry of Magic, these are people who are wizards. They have a freaking goblet that spits out names, and they can't like upload a failsafe, a magic <laughs> failsafe that's like, listen, right? if so, because there was even this like comedic scene of like the two Weasley twins like trying to put their name in the cup and trying to like trick the 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 sorcery around the cup to put their name right. in, and it didn't fall for it and everything, and uh, and then Mad Eye Mooney like says, you know, like Harry could never have put his name in the cup because he doesn't know enough magic to uh, offset the sorcery that was put on the goblet, right? And I was like, it sounds like nobody does because they can't just put in there's no clause there's no small fine print that's like if something happens we have the right to eliminate somebody and also why is now it's okay because i'm you saw multiple people put their name in the cup and their names weren't chosen so why was harry's name ever chosen like why that is a good question actually that's a really they good question. They never explain why all of a sudden the cup was like, uh, I guess we're going to have two people from Hogwarts. <laughs> I know he's underage, but he'll do. Also, he's, yeah, like... In, 14. Yeah. So then there's this ridiculous scene before that where the, the two other schools are coming to stay at Hogwarts because, like, the Triwizard Tournament is three schools, one of them being Hogwarts, and then these two other schools are coming with their students to stay. Right. And these schools, weirdly, and I don't understand why, are, like, one's an all-girls school and one's an all-boys school. And they come in and they're both doing, like, weird interpretive dances as they enter <laughs> the dining hall. Also, so I'm like, is Hogwarts the only co-ed school or why aren't these schools co-ed? Um, I don't know. Maybe. And, and I thought that was pretty weird. And each school only had like 
15 students as opposed to like Hogwarts, which has like 250 students? Well, I don't think that's the case. I think it, it was probably like a they were chosen specifically oh, okay. to like go. A delegation. Yeah, yeah. That um, makes a little bit more sense. And I, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they are all boy and all girl because I I don't I'm not sure why. I don't know. Um I thought that was uh, the interpretive dancing I thought was too much. I was okay, like I love that. None of this. None of this <laughs> right it. now. And and all the kids at Hogwarts were just like enamored. They're like, <gasps> "Oh man, <gasps> I loved it." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and so Victor Crumb at the beginning of the movie when the Weasleys and Harry and Hermione are going to the quidditch world cup Mm -hmm. victor crumb is like big time quidditch champ but he's also just like a high school student Student? yeah i don't (laughs) i never really got that either to be honest with you because it seems like it seems like first of all like if you are a, a very famous quidditch player which he clearly is then you like that would be your full-time job you know what i mean um yeah like like he's an athlete athlete, like a professional athlete yeah and these magic schools i know i've seen four movies these magic schools are not like high education they're magic education right right right. it's not like you're trying to get like a bachelor of science degree right it's just you're learning how to turn your cup into a rat or something or your rat into a cup you know what i mean so yeah i agree i thought that was really weird and like i never got that either I, i don't get it except he's just there to like because like ron is like obsessed with him until uh ron is obsessed with victor crumb until victor crumb starts macking on his lady and it's like beyonce says ron if you like it you gotta put a ring on it you should have asked her to the triwizard yule ball yes (laughs) that's exactly what beyonce says if you like it then you should ask her to the triwizard (laughs) that's how it goes that's how it goes well uh oh uh 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 quartz so anyway but um I did. I actually really liked uh, Hagrid and the tall woman because I liked when they were dancing and his head was on her chest. I know. That kept, was cute. He was trying to grab her butt and she kept moving his hand up. So I thought that that was, I don't know. It was cute. No, it was, it was cute. I, um, I think that their relationship is really cute. And he, like, he mentions that, like, his dad was really tiny, but I think that his mom was a giant and his dad was just a human oh okay yeah so he's like that's why he's so small but he's also very so large at the same time yeah but so he's they're so, like the same species her him and her or yeah, he's like half, i mean he's not a mudblood he's a something he's, he's not know. a no he's uh but he is a squib which is a person that can't really do magic is it that's also that what filch is jk too. rowling like worked out a whole like language of derogatory terms for these books i don't know i don't know she's starting to reveal who she really is i guess i'm not <laughs> surprised um yeah no he he is technically a squib because he's not very magically talented and filch is one too oh okay mm-hmm. i yeah. see yeah so while filch has a magical background and I guess technically so does Hagrid because he was at Hogwarts. Um, well, no, I don't think actually I don't think Hagrid is a squib. I think I misspoke. I know that I know that Filch is one. What happened is that ha- Hagrid got kicked out of school, and I th- he uses like the umbrella that he carries, like, which conceals a wand. So he s- does still do magic. Yeah, he turned the piggy tail. Yeah. on Dudley. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think he's like supposed to. I guess that's what he said. 
if but, I know anything about the movies is that he's not supposed to do magic, <laughs> yeah. but he does it anyway. He does it anyway. Yeah. I mean, he does what he wants. You know, there are really big issues going on in the world, but it's most important that we stop the half giant from doing fucking magic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have a Triwizard Tournament where a poor 14-year-old boy can be entered. Uh, nobody knows how or why, and they don't bother to... Well, they don't bother to explain why there's no rule against two people from the same school entering it. And Harry just... He's like... He's so quiet, and that's really weird to me. And then Ron is, like, pissed at Harry. Ryan is a little whiny bitch in this movie. <laughs> and hold on. I actually... I wrote... Or, let me pull something up real quick, because I got to... Where is this? Okay, so let me just read this over real quick. Also, Ron is a pervert. Like, when he was going to uh, find somebody to ask to the ball, and he wanted to ask Fleur, he was like, I like to watch her walk by. You know how I like to watch the ladies walk by. And then he also, in a scene that I really liked, was when uh, McGonagall took all the Gryffindors and she was going to teach them how to dance. I really liked that. And then so awkward. And then and like, Ron, all the girls like stood up and all the guys are like, no. And Ron like made a comment about one of the other students' breasts. She said McGonagall yeah, said something did. about yeah. like popping like something about like popping up to dance or popping up and he said something like she's gonna have something else popping out if you know what i mean Ugh. and i was like wrong i know is I, this a harry potter movie <laughs> so i have a couple like i run on on buzzfeed um there are a couple things that they said like that they got wrong wrong about in the movies and they did right in the books but um in the prisoner of azkaban he stands on his broken leg to tell Sirius black twice that he'd have to kill him before he killed harry Oh, but, wow. Yeah. But they made Hermione the only brave one. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, and the sorcerer's... St- oh, no, no. That's not a big deal. Um, you just cut it out. Uh, let's see what else. Hold on. I'm trying not to go past where we were going. Um, oh, in The Prisoner of Azkaban, Ron h- pushed Harry out of the way when he thought that Sirius was attacking him. In the movie, he was just dragged into the Whomping Willow like a helpless rag doll. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. When Ron insulted Hermione to the point of tears after the Yule Ball and then just left her crying on some stairs like a total asshole in the Goblet of Fire, in the book, it's Hermione who storms off. Which doesn't, oh. really, doesn't really say much about his character, but yeah, he's like not as whiny, like, a, like he's not really like a bitchy little whiny character. I actually didn't mind him in this movie. I liked him. Oh, he really bugged me in this movie. I, was like, I liked that he got jealous of Harry and he was mad because he thought Harry went behind his back. And, you know, I mean, it's probably hard enough being best friends with Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially well, and, when you're like a Weasley who generally just gets like shat upon by everybody. I know. And like, the thing is, like, Ron, I think he wants fame. You know, he wants oh, fame sure. and fortune. Like, when he looked into the mirror... Oh, he, yeah, saw he saw himself as, like, the Quidditch yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Listen, I watched the movies. I know <laughs> things about Harry I know things, actually. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to say, so when Harry gets chosen as the champions, the last person that looks at him is Moody. And I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Oh, mm. yeah. Um, but he tricked me because I thought he was there to keep him safe, you know? 
So that's I thought so that, that's good. I. Like it's a good and misdirection. My heart's broken. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's interesting as I was watching it because I just have a whole different perspective. It's like it's like a uncut gems. Like I knew the ending, you know, and so I watched it in an entirely different way than you did because you didn't know the ending because someone on Instagram ruined it for me. Yeah, that and was. I was not happy. Not happy at all. Um, oh, and there's so there's a couple other things that I noticed. I'm just gonna just kind of mention them because they're all about Moody. Um, Myrtle mentions that she saw Polyjuice Potion go through the drains. So Myrtle that's a, mentioned that she saw something else. As oh, well, as I was watching that, pretty scene, weird. I know. I was like, I was like, Daniel Radcliffe is like totally underage, and this woman is like, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> like, I she's a grown ass. She's like laying on his shoulder. The thing about that, I know. The thing about that scene that really bothered me is it looked. Like, I mean, it was a giant tub, so that means it's communal. So he should have been wearing a bathing suit. It's like probably it's not like he's not going in there to bathe he's going in there to listen to the egg so he can get the clue so why is he naked to begin with i mean maybe ah, he just wanted a nice bath but maybe that bath looked incredible oh my god i love to be in that bath but then i I was like can i have one of those installed in my house thank you so (laughs) i didn't know that myrtle travels from bathroom to bathroom so when she Travels showed up the drain yeah when she showed up i was like of course she would be here but then when she was like sitting next to him and like being like uh cedric was in here for a while until the bubbles started dissipating i was like geez she's sexually harassing this poor kid and then she's oh. making like lots of like euphemi- euphemistic I remarks know. to him and she's like <laughs> laying on him and i was thinking this is listen this is weird but it's weird that harry didn't put a bathing suit on because but you want to know the weirdest thing about that scene what the thing that really bothered me and that I like it bothered me so much because it's such a weird what I think is like a weird franchise thing is that so he had to put the egg underwater and then he had to go underwater because the egg sounded like it was screaming above water. Right. But when you put it underwater, he had to listen and he dunked with his glasses on. And it's almost <laughs> as know. if it's as that if fucked me too. the producers or the company or the distribu- distribution company was like. We can never have a shot of Harry without his iconic glasses on. <laughs> and then later in the water challenge, he was swimming with glasses too. And I was like, nobody would ever do that. Right. Like, he's, is he an idiot? Because you would never dunk under the water with your glasses on if you could just set them on the side of the bathtub. Right, right. And if you lose them, and it's e- that's it. And you lose them in the Black Lake. Like, Well, not even like lose, like losing them would be probably pretty annoying but getting out of the water and having wet glasses would be the worst and everyone who wears glasses knows that yeah and so we both wear glasses yeah but you're i mean you're right though like losing them like you would never do that because you don't want to lose them right but in the bathtub you just take them off and you set them on the side yeah i don't i don't get why he did that either i do because i think that they just never wanted him to take off his iconic glasses but instead they just made a really stupid moment i know i i know it's you know it's the little things that they do to annoy you. I wrote here, Henry swims with glasses, Henry? question mark. No, Harry. I wrote Harry. Harry swims with glasses, Henry? question mark. Henry? Who's Henry? So um, it was, it was I, bad. Bad, bad, bad. There was there was another thing I noticed, speaking of, um, back to, to Moody, that um, I... I don't know if you noticed this, but Bartimus Crouch, so Barty Crouch Sr., let's just call him Barty Crouch Sr., 
um, he there's a moment between him and, and I Moody. Was, I was going to ask about that because he dies. Like, yeah, which like right Moody, after. I guess, kills him. Well, so so he like Barty Crouch Sr. looks at him and I don't know if you notice this, but he like recognized his son because That's he did the little tongue flick. Oh, I didn't yeah. know because I, I didn't know what he was seeing at first. So I was like, what is he seeing? And then he ended up dead. And I at that point, I still didn't know. And then um, so the son killed his dad. So I didn't realize that he recognized his son. I thought yeah. like after the movie, because I actually like just really quick read the Wikipedia plot before I came over because I was like, I got to just make sure that I have all right. the notes. And it said and then it reminded me that Barnabas Crouch was found dead. And I was like, oh, gosh, I totally forgot about that. But then I was like, oh, I remember that scene. And I didn't even think about the fact that he might be recognizing his son yeah. but i didn't know if he w- could like see through the poly juice potion juice potion it was but it was the mannerism it was the mannerism oh, i didn't yeah. put that together that's yeah. good see i didn't either until i watched this movie again and then i was i was watching that part i was like shit he recognizes him because he just he like just had this look where he was like wait a second and you know i mean it's it's magic so he's aware of poly- that poly juice potion exists but um and you can see like in um what is it the the scene where um Karkaroff had accused him in the pensive of of um of torturing frank and alice longbottom yeah yeah that he like he was stopped and he's like licking he's like flicking his his tongue out a lot you know mm-hmm. and um and i didn't really notice him do that more so he i'm did wondering at the end when they when the poly just i did notice that yeah i didn't yeah. notice that but i didn't notice if if moody was doing it a lot. oh me neither yeah no, so i wouldn't have i don't think it would have even yeah i mean it, that was really only the part where he like he like flicks his his uh his tongue and then you know barty crouch senior looks at him like wait are you who i think you are and then yeah. uh, and then uh, Barty Crouch Jr. is like, I am, but now you have to die for it. So, bye. I know yeah. it's been great, Dad. It's been really great, but fuck you. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what he says. He's oh, like, man. He's like, stabity. Um, or probably he does a, probably the death curse. I thought the, the hints that somebody was using Polyjuice Potion was really cool throughout the movie. And I was, I kind of found myself wondering, like, who's using the potion, you know? Yeah. Because, like, Myrtle says something about, like, Polyjuice Potion, and Snape, Snape is like, you're stealing things from my closet. And and then you're like, oh, who could it be? I, I was wondering if it was, like, Karkaroff, but of course it Snape wasn't him. Snape is so scary, too. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then it, it's cool that they, you find out, like, where the, who's yeah and he's drinking like the whole time he's drinking oh, and yeah, i didn't even yeah. think about it but it, when you first meet him ron was like oh what but, do you think he's drinking or something and yeah and you're and, like mm. and well and of course you're like it's probably like whiskey or yeah, something exactly which of course everyone at hogwarts is just fine with this guy drinking drinking in drinking. front of students <laughs> yeah and uh but of course it's the potion which is it <laughs> right. is kind of it is really weird that they're just okay with like him just getting a like day drinking all the time i mean maybe it's like the same as like medical marijuana (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's so many weird things happening at hogwarts that it's like why wouldn't yeah what's in your what's in your flask and he'll be like oh it's um a special potion because my my knees hurt a lot or i don't know like my my, knees hurt a lot my eye socket hurts or something you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but i i did like that he was showing them all the 
the the three curses that'll get you put right into Azkaban. Mm -hmm. I like that he showed them that. And I think that that was an interesting way to teach the audience what these curses were. And it tied it. There was a subtlety in this movie that I also hadn't seen in the other movies, how things tied together. Like it was, it was pivotal for us to learn the curses so we oh, could yeah. learn other aspects of the story. And I think that that was well done. It was better done than other movies, like the, right. the first three. So I liked that as well. And I, I, I love the third one. So I'm kind of bummed that you didn't like it, but, or you didn't like it as much. But I also, I mean, I guess your mind could change once you've seen all of them, you know, like it's just as far as like which one you like more, I guess, you know, but um, honestly, the next one is my favorite. Really? I yes. thought the third one was your favorite. I love the third one, oh. but the I really love the, the Order of the Phoenix. That's the next one is my favorite. Um, I, I know that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all i'm gonna say yeah. because i will say more enough and to I talk can't, about I can't. yeah <laughs> it's so hard not to <laughs> every harry potter fan out there knows they all know you know it's just like one of those things <laughs> so yeah i i thought that that was i thought that there was the cause and effect in this movie was a little bit more put together yeah i i noticed that and i i was shocked at how just um a little bit more storytelling goes a long ways in in regards to like character building of neville even and the three kids and then their brother like the two the twin weasley boys who i really liked oh fred and george like i like how they i like how they play off each other like real twins and i like how they're troublemakers and i like i like how they all went to the world cup and it's very fun it was pretty dark like there's a basically a terrorist attack that happens oh yeah and they yeah. don't really seem to have any lasting trauma from you that know, which seems bizarre especially okay. since harry got left and nothing bad happened to him right well okay so i uh, first of all i want to say um the world cup their tent one thousand percent i want that <laughs> oh yeah you know you know something that really bothered me was that harry has been at magic school for three years at this point it's like the summer before the fourth year and he still is like shocked by things like he's like they're like harry I mean, so they're introducing the port key where they yeah. all have to touch this boot and it like shoots them off to Which wherever is the clever world way cup to was. introduce the port key yes, because then later it pays comes off in, later yeah, exactly. and i thought that's another thing that i was talking about with the subtlety or the teaching you know but so Harry's like, you want me to touch an old boot? And I was like, Harry, what are you, what are you doing? What are we doing like, here? Harry, they also had you I grab a bunch of what looks like ash, walk into a fireplace yeah. and say, Target Eddie. <laughs> I don't pay for you to go to magic school so you won't believe in magic. I don't so, pay $10,000 a year for you to go to dragon school. <laughs> Lauren, I discovered something. They were at dragon no. school the whole time. No, I was gonna, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was going to bring this up when, today. Um, and I wanted to show you something. I heard that. I heard the cat, but I I'm, don't know if the listen. I want to show you something. Okay. So I was reading the Wikipedia pages for the three main kids. The Wikipedia for the three main kids. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to show you where Emma. Listen, this blew my mind. I was reading it at Mike's house, and I said, "Mike, Emma Watson went to Dragon School." What? The Dragon School is one school on two sites in Oxford, England. 
the oh dragon pre-prep children's four to seven and prep school children eight to 13 are both co-educational schools the dragon prep school was founded oh in 1877 God. as the oxford preparatory school prepared prepared whoa and quarter main so ellen quarter son actually goes to dragon school in the uk listen there's a oh school called the dragon school so that's amazing. I'm so glad that you brought this up because that was my plan. I was going to bring it up today. Oh my God, that's amazing. Isn't that wild? And, and that, we were making fun of it the I whole know. time and all well, we could have done was look it up. Why would I, <laughs> listen, why would I ever look up a school called Dragon School, especially right. from Alan Quartermain? I know, that movie was so ridiculous. So listen, everybody, uh, the Dragon School is a real it's place. It's a real thing. And I assume that now co- egg on our faces Alan Quartermain was totally serious when he yeah. had to get up the the. I mean, the tuition. rest of the movie was a joke, but yeah. But at least, <laughs> anyway. So, um, so Emma Watson went there, but for those so, unlucky few that watched the entire thing of Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls, yeah. which was probably just us and Ken. Thank you, Ken, by the way, because I still think that movie is hilarious, and I kind of had fun reviewing it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Well, fifty yeah. percent at least at my. My favorite thing is that Mike, what Mike said about it, where he said that um, you should listen to a podcast that is like 100% more entertaining than the original. <laughs> he I was really, like, yes. <laughs> he really paid us a, a really good compliment. He did. He yes. really did. Thank you, Mike. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Harry was like, so Harry was just like baffled that all these wizards who are touching a shoe could actually have an ulterior motive to touch the shoe. And I was like, I don't understand this. I don't know why Harry doesn't believe what's going on. He's experienced way more in the last three years yeah. and so then they get to the world cup they get to the world cup and it's just like so chock full of people first of all it seems awful and then they're in like this tent like uh what's the word that i'm looking for that people do tailgate it's like a tailgate almost yeah. but it's like camping and they walk up to this tiny looking tent and the, and and mr weasley's like all right and you go and harry's like ah come on this tent and i was like like, harry can contain like two people harry even (laughs) i even i know that it's going to be palatial inside like this is i've seen looney tunes like is there not looney tunes in your world or snoopy is there not snoopy in your world that's just like you know all i ask for in life is to have an apartment that is exactly like not exactly like the interior obviously but you walk inside and you go whoa there's 20 rooms instead of just two yeah and so so when he walked into the tent and oh my gosh it was palatial i was like this is you should get expelled from hogwarts you should not be allowed back because there's no excuse for not knowing but then yeah i mean no one ever claimed that harry potter was a particularly smart individual like (laughs) that's true he's not stupid but he's he does some things where you're still like harry come on (laughs) harry (laughs) buddy let's like you know maybe think about those <laughs> i mean you're in a magical I mean, world we're talking, so like, I, i'm talking about a kid who dunks underwater willingly with his glasses on so maybe <laughs> it's all just <laughs> i'll never get over it i I'll know it's a pain i mean like it's not it's i mean, you know what and the worst that well and i don't wear my glasses all the time i only wear them for distance but you do wear yours all the time mm-hmm. and so like I remember when we first started wearing masks, I was like, I can't wear my glasses oh, the while fogging. I wear a mask because I can't see what I'm, I can't see yeah. where I'm going, you know, because I was fogging up my like, glasses. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I what? guess I'll just, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just picturing you like running into things at the grocery store. 
<laughs> with your glasses all foggy. <laughs> and, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so like, sorry. I'm like running into <laughs> like I think it's someone because it's like vaguely the shape of a person. I'm like, oh my dear lord, I am. I apologize. I'm like, why aren't you saying anything back? That's so rude. I just apologize to you. <laughs> your glasses are still foggy. And I like take them off and I'm like, it's a. It's a, a thing of uh, water. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, everyone. Thanks. Is there anyone around me? Yes, there's people around me. Okay, well, I have to go forever now. So, um, bye. <laughs> Good thing you have a mask on, so nobody will I see just what you look like. Ditch my cart in the middle. No, <laughs> I never did. I actually have not shopped in for groceries, like, except maybe like one or two things for about two and a half years now oh geez Mm -hmm. yeah because i do instacart so i just go pick it up oh or i do walmart and i just i tried that once i did that at walmart once and i put on there no substitutions and then they substituted something i wanted for something more expensive and that really bothered me because i was like (laughs) yeah first of all i said no substitutions and second this isn't what i wanted and i've already paid for it so i only did that and that was before the pandemic that was just like pure laziness that i tried it and uh but i actually i, I actually really it. like i just hate grocery shopping. i like walking around the store and like finding novelties and i like just getting out of the house especially during the pandemic like grocery shopping was like a like um like a vacation almost <laughs> you know and you so, know if you like if i went grocery shopping with you that'd be different because i'm with someone it's doing it alone i just i just am so bored by the whole thing i hate i hate the entire process to me it's just like i could do better things with my time you know hmm. but anyway we don't we're getting off topic yeah. a little bit here so so yeah <laughs> so the terrorist attack at the world cup was really dark and um by those uh off-brand kkk members yeah like the death eaters and so imagine my surprise later in the movie when i find out that death eaters can just become school teachers uh that seems ridiculous to me that somebody can be a former death eater and get a respectable job with children like even like yeah but nazi ss guards were like put on trial for their crimes and they i don't sure think were. many of them became teachers at a boarding school do you that, no if they, um, i mean that if people knew that they were like right and people knew that like karkaroff was a death eater and apparently i didn't know this snape was too but then he like became a turncoat and started spying but there was a time when he wasn't right so they let him become a teacher you know <laughs> the thing about hogwarts is i think that there's a lot of really questionably morally ethically and the where, like things that they lupin, do where i'm like mm. so lupin didn't stay because he thought the parents would be upset that there was a werewolf but there is a death eater and the parents are okay a former death eater i mean it could be i guess if you think about it this way it's been 13 years since they've seen voldemort that anyone knows except for obviously harry um uh, maybe during that time people thought that there was enough um you know they they did the time for their crimes and but if you found if you had a child and oh, you no, found I out d- i don't disagree with you it, at but, all and you like, found out that his teacher was a for like 13 years ago was in the kkk you would think to yourself I'm sure that some of these ideals probably stuck with him. And oh, yeah. even if he says he's not a member anymore, he still has a past that I maybe don't want 
influencing my child. Right, yeah. No, I mean, I would not want my child to be taught by someone who's... Oh, my God, you make such a good point. I can't believe I've never even, like... I'm I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm like... Like, Karkaroff being a Death Eater... (laughs) Karkaroff being a Death Eater was, like, no skin off my back. He taught at the Durmstrang Institute, Mm -hmm. and so that's a school that we don't care about. Right. It's in Bulgaria. It's not about... The movie's not about it, but Snape... When I learned that he was a former Death Eater, I, I was thought, actually wondering what your reaction was going to be. My to that. reaction was like, "This seems really Wait, irresponsible." Go, like out loud, were you like, "What?" No, I <laughs> didn't say. Like, imagine you did. I didn't say it out loud. I just thought like, "This doesn't make any sense." Right. Like, I understand. Like, they could have, if they wanted him to have some sort of past, they could have said. He was never a Death Eater. He was always a spy. Right. But no, what they said, what, what Dumbledore said was, he turned spy for us. So he at one time held the ideals of a Death Eater. Right. Legitimately. But that does come back later. Oh, okay. Okay, so you need to, yeah, you're going to have to wait about that. I just, yeah. like, I, I think, like, I feel like Lupin has... Uh, Way more legitimacy to yeah, say. Yeah, like, I don't understand. And, like, and the thing is, like... Well, and I think, I think it's, again, it's commentary on, you know, like the AIDS crisis and everything where people didn't want anyone even like touching people who were, had AIDS and stuff like that. And it's like the werewolf is AIDS. And I I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse what it is, but also think about like, just think about things that happen in everyday life, like a cop shooting someone dead and getting off on that you know not being charged for murder it's like it's it's i I don't know i guess that you know you look at hogwarts and you look at all the things that they do and there's a lot of really ethically questionable things that they do and i think that's just kind of that's exactly why i've always been like no i wouldn't want to go to hogwarts and you know like it's it's there's something well wait sorry one more thing there's like something that someone said and i can't remember if it was in this one or if it was in um the 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 previous the previous movie but i think it was mcgonagall and she said yeah hogwarts is starting to get dangerous and i was like minerva starting (laughs) to get dangerous starting to i it's been dangerous for a while sweetheart <laughs> i it really bothers me that like for a, a magical world like magic doesn't really seem to come into play until it's convenient for the plot so the the teachers are all very easily duped and like the students can sometimes do really powerful magic that doesn't make sense but then at other times they can't do any magic or they, their magic doesn't isn't as powerful. Like Harry went toe to toe with Voldemort, <laughs> and well, you have to remember their wands have the same qualities. That's oh why. yeah, the same phoenix. That's why feather or whatever. But yeah, because in it's, other it's parts a, of the movie, Fox. like so in other parts of the movie though, like they they repeatedly beat into our heads. The Triwizard Tournament was very serious and there was a very firm rule that was quite easily ignored that kids under 17 couldn't enter and it was treacherous and it was awful. But then Harry didn't really seem to struggle with any of the uh, tasks well, that he had to do. the dragon one, I would say. But I mean... So I have just, to talk about that, seems, actually. I just... 
Yeah, I just, I never got the, I never felt like he was in over his head. I always felt like he used magic very conveniently to get out of a problem instead of being like, this is, this is too much for me. But you have to remember that Moody was on the sidelines helping him along. With magic? Well, whether or not he knew it. He was still doing that. Well, I knew like the gillyweed thing was from Moody, and I knew Moody told him like you can use your wand to call in the the firebolt. S- the no the um the wand. the broom. Yeah, the firebolt. Oh, the that's what it's called. okay. That's what it's called. Yes, yeah, so you can use that to call in. The- so he gave him little hints, but at the end of the day, it was like Harry was able to do these things, and I you know so that's what I mean when I. But what were you gonna say about the? Oh, so the dragon scene. Um, I don't. I don't remember how it went in the book, and I should have read it that part. But um, I was like, this, "So this dragon gets free. It's chained up. If I was a dragon who had been chained up, I don't know about you, but my first reaction is, bye. Yeah, I'm it was fucking pretty free. weird. Yeah. See ya. But instead, this dragon had like a." personal vendetta against <laughs> harry yeah why like he was like it's like the dragon went to him and been like you killed my father you killed my mother and now i'm going to kill you you know it's like <laughs> yeah it was but like, first i'm gonna ruin the roof of all these turrets <laughs> with my big dragon claws yeah, yeah. and I, I was like I, I to me i was like you know you're you're essentially just saying that a dragon probably has the level of intelligence of any reptile you know any basic reptile <laughs> or just like a human being as or, a right, dragon yeah right or like or any creature that has been like kidnapped and captured and kept captive and is now free but instead of just going okay you know what this this forest over here looks awesome i can eat all the spiders i want it'll be great yeah, um like, he's just like harry potter you little fucker i'm going to kill you <laughs> like, it was pretty weird you're right yeah, you're like, right was, like why is this why is this dragon so pissed why doesn't he just leave i would have just been like bye I also i'm out of here like, <laughs> It's pretty weird that they never I'm laid go down. Gorge myself on those spiders. <laughs> Maybe that little sentient car will give me a ride places yeah. when I don't want to use Just my sit, dragon sit on wings. top and be like, yeah. I'm gonna go to dragon school because now I know it's a real place. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was thinking oh, it was weird school. how like the the the, the Triwizard Tournament. Like, if you're in danger, the teachers don't even jump in to help which seems kind of bonkers like they they never laid down any ground rules like listen if a teacher helps he has to go to ask him in prison or something it was just like no we're not gonna help and <laughs> yeah. and there's this i mean we did say that people have died before yeah so. yeah and i wanted to talk about the water scene because i have a really big problem with that okay so um so mcgonagall makes ron and hermione be these like fake victims and i thought they were like wax bodies i didn't know that they were actually bodies so there's four i know the way that they designed those as i was watching it i was like is that filled with like like it looked like a um like a nylon stocking filled with styrofoam yeah (laughs) and also like what kind of school has uses four children like they put them under the water yeah like i don't know how they they put them to sleep like they they have Somehow to kill they're them breathing. how are they they're not like surrounded by an air bubble or anything no i know they're they're just and that's another thing that really bothered me is that harry was trying to figure out how to breathe underwater for an hour 
and he was just like coming up short and i was like this is a magic school and sure you can't find anything that would help you with this so that's why i mean like the magic would just come and go at like the plot <laughs> at the leisure yeah. of the plot and yeah. um, so but anyway so i wonder if it's See, I just I haven't re- um, read the books in so long. I'm wondering if all these things that you're asking are explained, you know? And maybe, but they should definitely, <clears throat> like, they sh- if they're going to make a movie about them, then they have to, like, they Explain have to think things. about these things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, so there's just make four it into a three hour movie, whatever. It's just <laughs> yeah, an, it's extra 20, like an extra 20, 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so the, there's four students from the school who are real victims like they're underwater somehow not breathing mm-hmm. and each member of the triwizard tournament the four people victor crumb fleur delacour cedric diggory well, and, and uh, floors wasn't even a, a student she was just a her, her it was sister. her sister who yeah. happened to be there and that's my question so not so they have to save each one of them has to save these victims from right. like these mermaids and so fleur had like a problem right she got like attacked by a mermaid and so she couldn't finish and so harry saved her sister and ron right and victor saved hermione and i was like what kind of school wait a second i know what kind of school would put their students in danger like this it's hogwarts but then second of all fleur was like freaking out she was like giving ron kisses and she's like you saved my sister and i was like was she gonna die because like fleur was out of the tournament so was the sister gonna were like nobody was gonna rescue her that was so like such a huge plot hole to me like nobody explained anything like right. don't worry um dumbledore would have dove in and saved her or like like what they could have announced because they said fleur delacour can no longer finish so she is out from this this like task and then they could have just said and we are rescuing her victim. But instead, it became like this plot twist where Harry had to rescue both of them. What if he didn't rescue her? Like, how did he even know to rescue her? I And how did he know? Like, was nobody going to rescue her? It was. I don't even think they explained that, honestly. Like, I know. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess we could look it up. Let, let's look it up. I don't know. I mean, are you, all 700 pages. I just can't believe that they wouldn't just do two lines of dialogue explaining that the victims because like McGonagall like any one of them could have just died then if if another one got attacked by a mermaid it's yeah. so crazy I don't let's see hold on Lauren is currently flipping through the book as if <laughs> as if it's gonna jump off oh she maybe she found it Oh, Dobby's in, Dobby's in this one. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness Dobby didn't show up. Because I was actually like... <laughs> he is in more of them, though. I so Mike and, I, Mike and I didn't watch this together. And I texted him after Voldemort showed up. I said, well, 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 look who finally... Guess who finally showed up? And he goes, who was it? And I... And, and, or he, he started guessing. And he was like, was it... The, was it? Is it Harry's crappy family? And I said, no, actually, they haven't been in this movie yet. And he said... Was it the stupid sentient car? And I was like, nope, I wish. And he's the like, stupid? You mean the, he said, s- the savior car? Is, excuse me. Is it Dobby? The and I was brave like, car? Excuse me. And when he said, is it Dobby? I was like, thank God, no. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, let's see. Okay. 
Yeah, so they're like so freaked out that Harry gets put in the Triwizard Tournament, but in, in like the same tournament, they oh here put it goes children it says, underwater and potentially are going to leave one of them. I don't know if this really explains it, but um, it said that uh, okay, so. Ron says, what did you bring her up for? And Harry says, Floor didn't turn up. I couldn't leave her. And Ron said, Harry, you prat. You didn't take that song thing seriously, did you? Dumbledore wouldn't have let any of us drown. And, it's, and, the, and Harry goes, the song said, and Ron said, it only... It was only to make sure you got back inside the time limit. I hope you didn't waste time down there acting like the hero. Jeez. Yeah. So, so in this book which was never mentioned in the movie uh which i think is an oversight because it seemed really stupid they're like don't worry dumbledore would save her but in the movie it felt like like in floor was like as excited as if her sister would have died otherwise right and nobody took any time to be like that was really heroic of you harry but don't worry none of them were gonna die yeah i I just to assure the audience like a one-off thing like just a one-off little line they could have just said it like before the competition started they should be like only rescue your victim but then but then you know like then harry would have no reason to be heroic or whatever but it's see that's a little bit too convenient and that bothers me like i didn't like it no i can i can see also he was wearing his glasses (laughs) i can i can see what you mean um by that it's it's you're right it's very convenient it's like oh yeah okay so because you are watching it and you're like so if she didn't get saved she just would have died like i feel like you know the delacour family would have been like um (laughs) you have an explanation for the the uh, like the the totally preventable death that could have happened like that you know like what is going i mean i uh, i would have sued the shit out of that school is for damn sure i would have been like the school is mine now <laughs> i don't know if that would have been it. possible because they and just then I like torn it down <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have i wouldn't have torn it down uh, i wouldn't have lived in it either though because <laughs> i would have let it go to ruin <laughs> i just would have been like this is my ruins yes yeah. they're ancient I hogwarts know, they're ruins yeah meet me at hogwarts underneath the the whomping willow tree <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, I wanted to talk uh, about... Um, when I close my eyes, a dream of Hogwarts. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the uh, the uh, journalists that came to interview oh, them. Oh, Rita Skeeter. And they, the weird scene where they're, I thought she was, like, coming on to him in the broom closet a little bit. She's like, ooh, this she's, is nice. Uh, she is um, so much worse in the book. Oh, really? So much but worse. But then she... Uh, and like, then he's like, "It's a broom closet," and she's like, "You should feel right at home." And I was like, "Oh, I so she said so everyone knows that Harry is abused, and nobody does is nobody's doing anything about like, it." When she said that, I wanted to punch her in the <laughs> face. I was like, "That's not fucking funny." Like, well, I was you like, know what's not funny is a whole school sending him back to an abusive family every summer. <laughs> well, and even you know, even later, like I've kind of mentioned, I kind of casually mentioned that maybe Dumbledore isn't as great of a guy as we think he is, um, and that that does start to show in this one where he goes, he goes to Harry at the end of the the semester, and he's like, "I put you in a lot of danger this year, Harry," <laughs> yeah, and like did. that's I, an understatement. I know, like I I kind of wish Harry had been like, "Yeah, you did." 
you well, couldn't have stopped any of this from happening well dumbledore it seems like dumbledore could have stopped a lot of things and most of the movies from happening but just doesn't yeah he's he's just like whatever you know i mean i don't know i um hold on i have to look something up actually okay so um there there's a scene that they don't include and i think that they just didn't include it because um like rita skeeter's like insufferable like she's <laughs> like you thought she was bad in that scene she's just like she's throughout pretty much throughout the entire book and she's constantly harassing harry and she's like doing the quick quills thing where you know she's like you know, the quick quills is saying like oh his eyes were getting misty with the thought of his dead parents and he's like what that's not happening so uh rita skeeter's actually an animagus and she can turn into a beetle oh wow and that according to for qu- her yeah acor- <laughs> yeah i know like well you know i mean if you know if the uh what is that called if the if the, if the shoe fits yes thank you <laughs> thank you if the shoe fits <laughs> what is he saying she caught her in the hospital wing after the third task hermione did and she basically kept rita skeeter in like a bottle <gasps> really? As a beetle. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Like Hermione is not someone that you fuck with. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> she is. Yeah. As I've said, she's a tough kid, you know. She's a Yeah, it seems like she should be in Ravenclaw, but she is um yeah, she. It, it, I guess that this is what someone someone wrote, like someone quoted this and said, I caught her on the windowsill in the hospital wing. I've told her I'll let her out when we get back to London, said Hermione. I put an unbreakable charm on the jar, you see, so she can't transform. And I've told her she's to keep her quill to herself for a whole year. See if she can't break the habit of writing horrible lies about people. <laughs> Hermione's sadistic. She's a little, uh, she's a little, <laughs> Jeez. she's a little crazy. Everyone in this story, everyone in every character has like this dark side that's oh, yeah. pretty dark. Yeah, and it only gets darker from there. So <laughs> it only gets, yeah. Um, I have to say, so um, that's, that scene where Harry's talking to Sirius in the fire, um, they do that again later. I think they do it. They do it in the next movie, and the way that it's done in the next movie is way better than the way that they did it. <laughs> I had to. I kind of started laughing because so Harry's like talking to Sirius, and Sirius's face is in the coals, and they're talking and they're talking, and then Harry looks and he sees a shadow coming down the stairs, and he's like, "Someone's coming," and it's Ron, mm-hmm. and Ron is like who are you talking to and harry's like nobody there's nobody here but me and and ron's like i thought i heard voices and then whatever and then ron i don't leaves. understand why he didn't tell him no yeah I why would he does tell him why wouldn't he just say sirius is in the fire and i'm talking to him but instead so ron walks up the stairs and the camera like pulls back and you see harry and you see ron in the background there's like a like a lofted hallway that ron is walking through <laughs> He was walking through that. So he could have seen. He would have seen Harry talking. He would have clearly seen Harry right. talking. The whole thing didn't make sense. Like if they hadn't panned back, I would have just thought that he went right. up into a hallway. But there was no way that he didn't see Harry kneeling and talking in the fireplace. I mean, Ron has been known to be a little oblivious. I don't want to blame Ron for bad movie making. <laughs> Mike Newell, we're watching you. <laughs> but that that really bothered me because I was like, surely you didn't think about that when we see Ron clearly walking across the little bridge. Like he would have definitely seen what was going uh, on. Inconsistencies. And, and so, yeah, I 
I don't really get why he didn't tell Ron. Again, it could have happened differently in the book. Well, it was when they were fighting, though, too. That's true. So yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but I did not like the way that they did that. And I remember even when I was watching it the first time, I was like, that, that's not how they described it in the books. You right. could have done that better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I didn't really care. For, like, I don't know. I guess, is that part of the, like, fire travel that they do like the weasleys do or something i get because i was like surely he could probably put his face in anything honestly yeah yeah. i mean yeah (laughs) i don't don't know i think it's i don't think it's a flu uh, powder thing i think it's probably like another magical yeah you know trick just whatever something convenient something convenient because as advanced as they are, they still only talk through letters, which is insane to me because letters sent by owls. Yeah, because like like Hermione's like Harry, will you write? Ron, will you write me? And Ron's like, mm, totally. And I was just like that. I was like, no, Ron's right like to your damn. Ron says, you know, I won't. Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I. Um, I I'm okay. I have a question to ask. Let me try and, and phrase this the best way I can without giving away anything. How do you feel about the relationship between the three? Like, like Hermione and Harry's relationship and Hermione and Ron's relationship. Well, I know in the last movie they they had this moment where Ron and Hermione like held hands when they were nervous, and then they realized they were holding hands and they dropped hands. And I thought like that seems really shoehorned. Like I never would have put those two together because there's n- not much like chemistry between them. And Hermione se- like they seem disdainful of each other, but not in like a I'm a junior high kid and I'm gonna act like I'm don't like you. They seem they just seem like they're not interested in each other. And then, but she seems really interested in, in everything that happens with Harry. Like, she's very emotionally involved with Harry's situation. And so, just from watching them, I know how the coupling ends up. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, wasn't I, I sure. haven't been living in a cave, so I know I know what happens. But okay. just from watching the movies, I, I would be shocked. I mean, like, I'm already kind of shocked because I... I feel like her, like she's way more emotionally invested in Harry's situation, and her and Harry have well, shared they have so much better chemistry. Well, they have better chemistry, and they've also shared thing like they shared the time traveling and everything. And I don't really see that with her and Ron, and so it it surprises me, and and so I I'm kind of surprised that her and Harry don't end up together because that, in the books it. It feels a lot more natural that she ends up with Ron. They have, like, way more natural. Because I actually kind of feel the same way where in the movies I wish that she had ended up with Harry because they have such good chemistry. When she came to the tent before the dragon task, she, she like, gave him that hug and everything. And and she, yeah, so I, I don't... It's. And, and there's there's all these little, like, scenes throughout the entire series between them where you're like, you're like... <laughs> almost like if you're as a fan just watching the movies i almost wish that they had been like actually we're just gonna have harry end up with hermione because i never liked harry and jenny together ever even in the books i was like no uh -uh." and then it's pretty weird to date your best friend's little sister uh yeah especially since they grew up together and she's practically like his sister and also (laughs) i think from a movie making perspective i can see why they did those things between 
Harry and Hermione. And it's because when you're watching a movie, you want the beautiful heroine and the hero to be together. And so it's like aesthetically pleasing to see the pretty main character girl and the main character guy right have this romance romance like right right you know and in the book you're not imagining well maybe you are now like you're probably imagining emma watson but before the movies when you were imagining the book you weren't imagining emma watson as hermione you were imagining how you imagined hermione and that probably made more sense and and you weren't you know what i mean right so and there's probably more characterization of the other like cho chang i thought that was cute that he had a little crush on her cedric beat him to it so i i really really liked the aspect of the ball i thought that was i it was just so fun just like you know like the junior high thing where you're like i have we have to find and they have to find people to take to the dance because it's not like in our world where you just don't have to go to the dance but they're like (laughs) we have to find dates for the day and it's weird that there's like it, like they only allow the same number of female to men i guess the ratio is totally yeah. even which is bizarre there's, but there's no um there's no gay people in harry potter world yeah. until until years later when jk rowling was like actually um dumbledore's been gay the entire time and everyone was like where are the receipts then <laughs> rowling because we've seen none of this <laughs> It's just another convenient thing. Like, actually, oh, it was it was yeah. one thousand percent. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm totally, I'm totally like support the gay community. That's why he's gay. And then all that shit came out about her being transphobic. So I guess you kind of don't support the gay LGBTQ community, whatever. Yeah, it going. is. It is pretty wild. I also think it's really, really weird that Ron didn't show any interest in his very pretty date yeah because the whole time so cute the whole time he was like worried about finding a date and you think to yourself like oh is is he gonna end up with like like maybe like a girl that's a little bit nerdier maybe less socially um like she's socially awkward or something right but instead he ends up with like a very very pretty girl right and he just sort of and and i think like the jealousy of hermione with victor crumb is probably part of it but at the same time it's like you're like it's weird that he didn't care because if he cared that much about hermione and it that it ruined his night like what we've seen up till then didn't really support that sort of like whining from him yeah yeah i think i think the thing is that i think ron kind of always viewed um hermione is like oh well if things don't work out with whatever i have hermione to back me up you know like yeah it was it's shitty i don't know i again i've read the books a long time ago so i can't remember if that's how he acted in the books but that's how he seemed like he was acting in the movie like the movie is probably what we should go by yeah because he did act act like that when he asked her you're right yeah well and he's like oh hermione you're a girl and it was so like it was like, yeah, I am. And what does that have to do with anything? And then he's so rude about it. Like, he's like, what do you mean someone asked you? And it's like, well, she's sweet. She's smart. She's cute. Like, what? Like, why wouldn't someone ask her? I actually really liked the Victor Crumb story until, until like, she's talking to Harry. She's having this heart-to-heart with Harry, which is another weird thing. But I liked how all the girls were, like, chasing after him. But he 
liked how she was kind of thoughtful and she didn't take oh, part. Man. And when I thought that was really I sweet. Say, <laughs> I have to say, um, when he put his name into the fire and then he looked over at her, I was like, oh, Victor yeah. Crumb. <laughs> like, I liked how he, he liked, he, he saw that she was different and he liked her. And I, and I liked how excited she was when they were at the dance together. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. And, they kind of date for a bit. Like, oh, good. Just, just a little because bit. But later when she was having that heart to heart with Harry and she said like, He's more of a physical presence. I was like, "Him, Hermione." <laughs> I know. I know. But then they called. They called attention to it, and they both laughed. And then she's right. like, "No, I mean, like, he watches me do homework. We don't really chit chat." And you know, like, I know because when she said that, I was like, "So his like hands are on you, like twenty four seven." I was like, "Always getting it on, like, girl." This is like, um, that's what the sentient <laughs> car is for. It's like meet me, and then it takes you into the one, and then it comes back. Meet me. Yeah. So. uh so I thought that me, was sweet, me, and me, I yeah, <laughs> and I liked that storyline, and I also liked because I knew that Harry ended up with Ginny, so I liked that like Cho Chang was there because I I appreciate that they're growing up and they're liking different people, and it's not just like now these two are together and they're just always going to be oh, together, yeah, yeah, you know? Because yeah. it's like you're going to school, you go through so many changes, you meet so many people. I, I like that, like, you know. Well, and it makes sense that you, there's several different people that you would like as you're, yeah. as you're going through your formative years. I mean, when you're 14, yeah. you're going to like this person. And then when you get a little older, you're like this person. And you, you know what I mean? I know. And, yeah. And it's like, I mean, when you're that young, it's almost like a month to month thing where you're yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. I really like Will this month. But, you know, I'm, you know, I really liked him last month. But I'm kind of an adjacent. <laughs> you know, it's like, hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's you're just at that stage where everything is like new and exciting because you're like, oh my god, girls, 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 you know. <laughs> and so, um, I I I like that too. I like that. And and Cho is in more of the sh- uh, in more of the movies. She's in the next one too. So. Cho is in more of the show. She is. She is. Okay, so um, <clears throat> there's a scene that they didn't show in the World Cup, but is. It's not really important, but it kind of makes sense as to why Ron reacted the way he did other than being a teenage boy. Uh, so there are something called Vila, and they're, and they're women that are like these really beautiful, like extraordinary looking women that like just cause men to like fall at their feet. Like they have a sort of like presence that causes that like men just like love them. And uh, Flor de la Cour is part Vila. Oh. So that's why maybe Ron acted so flustered and stuff around her. Yeah. Or he yelled at her apparently when he asked her out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. But I, I... it, it's not really vital, but I thought it was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, what do you think of the end? I thought it was interesting that, so there was a charm put on the, the goblet that they had to find in the hedge maze. And Which, by the way, that hedge maze was terrifying. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird, like, b- when the when the whole thing started, and Dumbledore is like, be careful in there it'll change you and i was like so this is what you should be doing with students i mean i was and and once again it's just an example of how magic only works when it's convenient because why can't they just put a spell on themselves that like it won't affect me you know what i mean right well when he said that to them um i was like all right good good job just psych them out before they go yeah but But there is actually some stuff that they didn't include like there's like a sphinx at one point that like has a riddle and he has to answer the riddle um you're rolling your eyes (laughs) um i 
I don't remember much. I remember that, but I remember it not being in the in the. I mean, it wasn't obviously super important, but I forgot how freaking spooky that maze was, and like. It reminded me of, you know, like Labyrinth where the it's like constantly changing so you don't know where you're going, you know? Yeah. And to me, as a person who um, has gotten lost just coming home from places I've been a million times, because um, that happened a couple months ago, <laughs> when I was coming home from Detroit, I went the wrong way and I ended up going the wrong way for 30 minutes <laughs> minutes onto my trip and i had been back home so many times but i forgot how to do it and it's just like so if i was in that maze i probably would have died <laughs> i would have never entered my name into the triwizard tournament it sounds so like it doesn't that. matter somebody would have entered it for you oh yeah i know and was, the rules don't apply for harry potter no they do not yeah harry potter uh potter um so, yeah, so, like, what did you think of, like, Voldemort now that you've seen him in his full, like, oh, corporeal yeah. form? So, <laughs> okay. Something that made Why me laugh. This, like, wrinkly old man baby Voldemort <laughs> and how, like, Primrose, like, he's, he seemed to, like, get to a high, to higher ground just so Voldemort would make a bigger splash when he dropped oh, him into um, that cauldron. Uh, like, Pettigrew, yeah. Pettigrew. He, he was, was like, called Primrose. I was like, who's Primrose? <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. So Pettig- Peter Pettigrew right. was like, he, he carries this, he's carrying this, like, little old man baby Voldemort and he, like, gets all these elements, like, I need to cut Harry Potter. I need to get a bone from the ground. I need to do this and cut myself. And then he's like, all right. And he like, like he drops <laughs> him so far. He drops him. So the sploosh of the baby Voldemort landing into the cauldron just like makes the most raucous, <laughs> like shaking bubble water displacement. And I was like, surely they, they couldn't have done that. <laughs> I know. I would have just way. like slipped him in. I would have been right. like, you just go right there. And also it was oh. just like hilarious, like the old wrinkled man baby. <laughs> and I was like, how does this guy commanding anything? I guess, of course, I know it's like there's allegiance to him and everything. Right, but right. at the same time, I'm like, he's a he's like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What am I watching? <laughs> But I thought it was interesting. Uh, well, well, I have to. I have to say. So Pettigrew um, cutting off his hand. Um, that the whole like ease of how quickly he just went through bone was yeah. like well, uh, like and I I get it's like a kids movie, but is it? <laughs> I think that's the danger. The danger with these movies is that magic comes and goes as i've said it's like anything like you you can't there's no limits and that's dangerous yeah for like a, from like a storytelling perspective is like the parameters for the magic are not firm right so i guess you could just say he used magic to cut off his hand and yeah he was totally fine but then i mean i think in the book he really like takes the time to cut it off because he's like like, there's a whole thing where he's, like, in a lot of pain. But it seemed oh. like after he cut off his hand, yeah, it took no he time. was, like, he was just, like, kind of cradling it against his body mm-hmm. and then, like, cutting Harry. And I was, like, first of all, why wouldn't you cut Harry first? Well, also. And then cut off your like, Why wouldn't you kill Harry? Well, I think because he Voldemort wanted to kill him. See, I don't. I think that that's kind of bonkers as well. Like, it's. I don't know. I understand what you mean, but I was like, Harry was like, 
Also, this movie suffers from something that a lot of action movies do in that in that the villain monologues and <laughs> yes. while monologuing like other things happen so that right. his attempt his plans are thwarted and and so I was like, here's Harry. Well, the thing is, Sam, you have to remember is that Voldemort hasn't monologued in a long <laughs> he's time. He's got a lot to keep. Yeah. He's got- so he really was like, he's, that's why he like, he threw, he fabulously ran his head, hands <laughs> through his non hair, and he, and he touched his non nose, and he went, I did. I, I did think. I did think that the costume design of him was pretty cool because he's very mm-hmm. creepy looking. Oh yeah, big time. And Ray Fiennes plays him really well. Yeah, like he's pretty bonkers. He's a little bit more animated than I expected, and I appreciated that. Like he's he's not just like a droll villain who's well. Droll means like. Dr- I know, I know what you mean because I I always want to use droll as like a bad thing, but droll is like actually like a positive term. Yeah, it means like it means like fun. Cause I was You're you, right. I never yeah. knew that. Did you ever did you ever see the movie um Bright Young Things? It's with um Emily Mortimer and uh Dan Aykroyd's in it for like a hot minute, Michael Sheen, James McAvoy, um, Arthur from Harry Potter. Oh wow. Yeah, all these different but anyway, there's one scene where this woman it's like it takes place in like the i think it's the 20s and she wakes up after doing like a bunch of cocaine and uh she's like in this house with like these people who she like has no idea who any of these people are and so she's sitting down for breakfast and she's like totally like still kind of like high you know and like her makeup's like all crusted underneath her eyes and she's talking about something and she's like oh how droll and i was like I was like, that's that's not right. And I looked it up and I remember being like, oh, droll is just like one of those words where you think it means something else. Yeah. But it, it actually means, yeah. Oh, the robot has spoken. <laughs> the cat food <laughs> robot. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> he, um, he's been trying to uh, hack the robot lately. Oh, wow. It's very cute, actually, because he just puts his little paw on his head and kind of like walks around oh, it and like no. looks at it. So it presses the, like puts his little paw on there too cute. But the thing is, you need like a thumb or fingers because you actually have to press in part of it to oh open <laughs> so you can't get into it. <laughs> That's it's so, so cute. cute. He's like, tell me your secrets, Mr. <laughs> Robot. I need to know. I need the foods. <laughs> it's so adorable. That's really, really cute. <laughs> so, That's really cute. So like now he'll be like chilling beside me and, and like the, the robot, you know, food theater, feeder will go off. Because I'm terrible about feeding him on a schedule, so I just bought you know a thing that already schedules it for me, and it's a lot easier. And uh, <clears throat> and he'll just like take off and zoom, and I'm like, oh, it's feeding time, I guess. <laughs> He's like, he knows <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> also, honestly, though, I get it because I'm like the same way, but. Um, Anyway, yeah, so... So, yeah, so he's not just, like, this super serious... Well, he is serious, but he, he just... He was more animated, and I liked yeah. that about him. He's kind of fabulous, like, in a dark, fucked-up way, you know? <laughs> like, he's... I think he is... He, I mean, he's very much a villain, where he wants things the way he wants them, you yeah, know? Yeah, and he's pretty evil. <laughs> oh, very, yeah. very evil. He, I mean, he evil. has Pettigrew kill Cedric... It, with without any thought and Pettigrew yeah. just does it and I, I thought it was interesting that he called like the Death Eaters who mm. were loyal to him and killed some of them because they weren't actually loyal and then Lucius uh, Malfoy was there yeah which I actually was kind of surprised but I wasn't but I was at the same time yeah I was wondering how you were going to react to that because I was like I, I feel like it's 
it's it's kind of obvious that he was there, but at the same time, I was thinking like, oh, so this guy isn't just a Slytherin. He's like loyal to Voldemort. And I, I don't know, like that, that was, I guess, kind of surprising. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, I mean, it, like, Lucius is just so he's just so awful that you're like, oh, he's a death eater. Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I like an actor and I ask my Google how old the actor is and they go, oh, yeah, he's 65. And I go, and that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so then Harry and Voldemort get in this battle, which seemed kind of far-fetched to me that Voldemort wouldn't just be able to overtake him pretty much immediately but then again but they both have that's because that's a big part of it that comes up a lot more um is that they they have wands that are like they're they're brothers essentially you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. um I mean there's there's just so much more to the story as we go on and like the like what I, was I, a don't, bit, I don't want to get into it okay. more because I don't like I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna say something and I'll spoil it and I, I don't want to I was a little anything, bit confused so. how his parents and Cedric showed up like how why is Cedric there yeah why would Cedric be there so, because like, he didn't the, oh wait unless the ghost of his parents when they're when they're having this like battle all of a sudden his the ghost of his parents show up and they're like talking to him and I'm like how is this happening and then Cedric just pops in to be like Harry look I know that you're in this battle, but I want you to bring my body back. Right. And I'm, I'm like, Cedric, not the time. Like, <laughs> like what, what is happening? How is Cedric showing up? And also, like, I think maybe Unless it was... Wormtail, you... Or, yeah, Wormtail, I guess you could... It's interchangeable. Pr- Primrose, Pettigrew, <laughs> Primrose, or Wormtail. Um, I guess he could have used Voldemort's wand to kill Cedric, and that's why Cedric came out. Oh, that's why that they showed be up because they were killed by the wand. Yeah. Okay. I did. Did they explain that in the movie? Because uh, I know. No, like, I think Dumbledore you just kind of assume like, it. Did you see your parents? And yeah. I was like, well, how does Dumbledore know he sees his, know he saw his parents? Because I would have been like, you know what I did, and I also saw Cedric too. What What's that all about? But they yeah. never explained it. I was just like, so his parents just convenient. Oh, so anyone who was killed by that wand would show up. Well, I think it's people who were close to Harry on. I think is kind of like, or I, it's not so much that I think it's like these spirits and I'm using um, quotes are protecting him oh, so okay. that he can get away. Yeah. Okay. So they're I like, see. like they're so I'm getting goosebumps actually talking about this. Um, their connection, the wands connection is so powerful and the, like the love that, Lily and James had for Harry was so powerful that I think that it caused them to just come out of the wand to like help him out. More oh, or less. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Hmm. And I think Cedric yeah. too, because because his love for Harry was so powerful. <laughs> well, the Cedric's thing seemed like out of be... left field just to get just so Cedric we, what? Like the Cedric thing just 
came from left field and it felt like it was just supposed to be something heartfelt like oh he wants him to bring his body back to his dad right i mean for closure i guess i i'm sure it was a lot more profound in the book you know (laughs) but i could read it and figure it out (laughs) no it's all right okay (laughs) yeah yeah the kitty here oh He's done eating. He's jumped onto your lap. Yes, he has. So, yeah, I thought Voldemort, like, for all the waiting we've done for him, I, I, I thought the look of him was pretty decent, and um, I liked his demeanor. But I just, I know there's four movies left, so I'm a little bit discouraged because I, I know that, like, there's going to be at least three more foiled attempts where Voldemort just can't seal the deal and kill Harry. <laughs> And that's going to annoy me because I'm going to be like, so this guy's supposed to be the most powerful, like, wizard, but he just can't get the job done. And that... I mean, I think you need to watch. I mean, I will be watching them. <laughs> but I just, I just, I, I don't know, like, I think it, it's like, it feels like soap opera to me, you know, where, like, they're just about to say something, but they can't for the next 13 episodes because that's how soap operas are made. So that, that it... It kind of feels so and so's in a coma, and then thirteen episodes later, you're like, "It's actually his evil twin brother, yeah, Stefano, (laughs) Ricardo. He's been here the entire time. (laughs) It's actually Spanish telenovela. I was just gonna say it's it's a telenovela. So, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like Ricardo, a little bit (laughs) alarming, but I, you know, well, we'll see (laughs) how things go. You know, we'll see. Yeah. well, I'm glad you liked this one more this time. Yeah, and I liked the ending. Um, I thought they captured the somberness of how the school would be after Cedric died. I thought it was weird that Dumbledore at the funeral was like, hey, guys, Voldemort killed Cedric, but the Ministry of Magic, they don't want you to know. And I was like, well, that's a little bit bizarre. Yeah, I don't know if that, that happens in the book <laughs> it either. It's kind of like... And then the I feel like it really doesn't did... happen in the book. I feel oh, okay. like, yeah. Because nobody seemed really affected by it. I want to look it up, though. Hold on. Like, the the movie still just, like, ended with them just, like, still being teenagers. Right. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Okay. He says, okay. Harry Potter managed to escape Lord Voldemort, said Dumbledore. He risked his own life to return Cedric's body to Hogwarts. He showed in every respect the bra- the sort of bravery that few wizards have ever shown in facing Lord Voldemort, and for this I honor him. Dumbledore turned gravely to Harry and raised his goblet once more. Nearly everyone in the Great Hall followed suit. They murmured his name as they murmured Cedric's and drank to him. Uh, hold on, let me... Okay. When everyone had... Once again, resume their seats. Dumbledore continued. The Triwizards Tournament aim was to further and promote magical understanding. In the light of what happened of Lord Voldemort's return, such ties are more important than ever. So I guess he did. Um, but let's see. Yeah, I don't... He doesn't say, like... It doesn't look like he ever says... Um, yeah, like he's like, I'm going off the grid here. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys all the mystery of magic is corrupt... And they lied to you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty bonkers. Yeah. It's um. Ugh. This is like I. I can't even. I don't even think I can read that out loud because I'll start getting emotional. But um. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he ever like. He was like, no, they don't really want you to know. And it's. I mean, you know, like conspiracy theories. 
I also think that the U.S. government is pretty corrupt, but, um, you know, I mean, as we can see by January 6th. Yeah, I'm not, talking about, like, I'm not talking about <laughs> things being corrupt or not. I'm talking about the headmaster of a school announcing to his students that the... <laughs> right, well, and that seems like something that he, if they were trying to... Like, if they were trying to keep it hush-hush, they wouldn't, they definitely wouldn't want to tell a bunch of, like, kids, you know? But the kids didn't even see, like, nobody, it didn't seem to affect anybody. Like, they went about their normal business, and they, like, hugged and waved goodbye to all the students. There might be an explanation later that explains oh. why. Well, and I, it's, people basically just don't believe it. They're oh, like, okay. they're like, ah, oh, you're full of shit. You're lying, Harry, you know? And I mean, it's... It's like a victim of a crime, you know? People are like, oh, well, what were you wearing when you were assaulted? You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, mm, we don't really believe you. We think you're full of shit. And and in this case, I can kind of get it because it's like everyone knows Voldemort's dead, yeah. you know? like. <laughs> but I also, I feel like that that would make more sense if we saw more scenes of people not believing him. But instead right. that happened like five minutes before the movie ended. And so it just seemed like life just resumed and there was never anybody being like harry we don't believe you you're lying it was just it just seemed like everybody was like yeah so voldemort's back like i got other things to worry about you know he's only one of the worst wizards in our history yeah but, you know. but i did i did I mean, it's like if hitler came back voldemort is essentially like hitler you know if hitler comes back People are maybe going to be like, well, he died. He died in that bunker or whatever he was, and he killed himself, you know? But It's like Hitler with magic, though. Right. Hitler with magic. Because, yeah. like, if Hitler was suddenly alive right now, I, would, I wouldn't I would really be afraid that he could take over Europe anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think but I'd if be somebody either. was like, Hitler is back and he knows magic, then I'd be like, this is bad. We should probably <laughs> do something about that. Guys, this is this is really bad. Hitler knows magic, and it's not just cart tricks, okay? <laughs> it's the real... Li- he can he can saw a woman in half. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, I liked... It's not... That stuff's not funny. I'm just trying to make light of a serious situation. No, I, I just... So, I, I just thought that the reaction, like, one of the students at the school died, and I thought they properly conveyed that sort of somberness, but they didn't convey any disbelief in Harry that I saw and they also didn't convey any like we're taking extreme precautions because Voldemort is back it just seemed like everything was just normal again right and I thought that that was weird because I was like listen this is we've been waiting pretty much four movies now because this happens at the very end of the movie for Voldemort to come back and now he's back and he's killed somebody and he's injured Harry and I feel like nobody cares yeah you know (sighs) I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I. It's maybe just because they're kids and they don't understand. Like, you also have to remember that when he died, or when he died, most of these kids, like, the oldest kid was, like, four. Yeah, but, I mean, Harry should care more. Ron and Hermione seems like they should care more. I just, I don't know. It felt You just wanted a weird. more... Yeah, you wanted I a wanted, more visceral reaction. I either wanted a better reaction with, like, lockdown procedures or things happening where, like, you know, readying their battlements for, like, this is going to be very serious. We have to 
we have to prepare for a Voldemort attack. But instead it was like, let's do a long farewell to the schools that came for the Triwizard Tournament. Let's do this. And, and I was like, you guys, I'm more concerned that Voldemort is back <laughs> and he's a fictional character. Guys, what's going on here? Because I'm freaking worried and y'all are not worried. And like, I cannot die by this guy, but you can. So what's up? He he was a an old man baby and now he's a grown <laughs> thing. And he doesn't even have a nose or hair. No, he doesn't. And no one seems concerned. It's it's but I, I did like at the end this is another thing that I didn't think fit the total situation because Voldemort is back in her mind. He was just like, is there ever going to be a normal year at Hogwarts? And I was like, well, that's a weird, wistful thing to say when the evil, the most evil villain has now come back. And then she's like, nothing's ever going to be the same again. And I really liked that line because it was very poignant, just based on a growing up standpoint, like forget about Voldemort. Just think about the things that had happened throughout the school year. And I thought that that was a really nice line. But then when I remember that Voldemort came back, I was like, you should say, I've just shit my pants because Voldemort is <laughs> alive. You know, like, guys, uh, <laughs> it's a good thing I'm wearing brown trousers right now because <laughs> I have to tell you, something terrible has happened and i must go i must go immediately <laughs> bye so i, I but don't I, look at me <laughs> i liked the wistfulness from a coming of age standpoint but it didn't fit because we just watched harry just get brutalized by voldemort and now yeah. everyone's like waving handkerchiefs at the ship that's carrying the kids back like bye bye yeah and it's just the, the like then, weird submarine ship hermione, hermione says you must write to me. And I was like, no one's going to be writing anything, Hermione, because Voldemort is back and he's probably going to kill Harry this summer. If I didn't know that there was four movies left, that's what I would be thinking. Right. Yeah. I mean, what is yeah. going on? How is this going back to normal? Like, is there something happening where the graveyard is like a different dimension or something? Or is it like the same dimension? I think it's the same dimension. So he's just wandering the planet, presumably yeah. the same continent, because it was a graveyard where his body's or like his dad's body's what was yeah. or whatever. Dad and granddad. So he's there he's probably uh, within a hundred mile radius of wherever they are yeah and she's probably telling right near his original she, home she's saying to write to her and i was like does nobody care that voldemort is back because i just literally saw him as an old man baby and now he's a grown man and everyone's just pretending it's not happening <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Don't gaslight me. I know what I saw. Don't manipulate me. I know what I saw, sir. Harry, Harry, you saw it. You tell him. He doesn't even see. Like Harry doesn't even seem to care. Harry's like Voldemort, and then Dumbledore. They have that like heart to heart in the in the Gryffindor like Ter Harry, I put you into terrible danger and I was here. like yeah, yeah you motherfucker you have fucking put me in a terrible yeah. danger here you asshole back and you you're just like you're just like waxing poetic about how like you know what for my own gain I was glad that we had the tournament but I'm sorry I put you through that like you can't just say that now I don't know it's it's like I, know. I like the, that the Harry wasn't like amping up but instead it was just like a like a nice little ride through the countryside yeah that's kind of how they all like I mean except for like the last like maybe two of them but um well I'm 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 
I'm putting the Deathly Hollows into one. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I. I. I like this. I like this book. I don't think I like the movie as much. Um. There was a lot more Quidditch in the book. I was actually yeah. super excited that there wasn't. Oh, really? I don't care about watching Harry play Quidditch. Like, how many times I can I watch? Quidditch. How many times can I watch Harry play Quidditch? <laughs> I'm a lot sorry. of people are disappointed about the Quidditch. Really? Yeah, they really like the Quidditch. I think like all the reasons that I like this movie is because it didn't like follow the same Harry Potter. <laughs> form. Like it, it felt less like a Harry Potter movie than the first three. So. The other ones definitely feel a lot less like the Harry, like the first three. Oh. So. Yeah, I mean... So you like watching the Quidditch, huh? I like watching the Quidditch, yeah. I would say there's only, like, two sports I like in this world, and that's... What's the one that I like? The, the Not the wrestling, the boxing one. But it's called boxing. It's not boxing, it's... UFC fighting? Yes! Really? <laughs> yes, I love UFC fighting. Because of the homoeroticism. <laughs> that doesn't count. It totally does. Um, and Quidditch. And Quidditch isn't even a real sport. If you watch a UFC fight, though, they hold each other very tenderly. <laughs> tenderly? <laughs> it's not tender. It's no pretty scary. But um, yeah, I even know some of the fighters. Like I, I personally, I'm yeah, personally, I'm like oh. really good friends with Conor McGregor. He's awesome. Um, no, yeah, I like the Quidditch. I think the Quidditch is fun. Okay, I. <laughs> all right that's cool no I mean, I mean if they like sincerely if they could make like like a, a quidditch be like an actual legitimate thing i would totally watch have you it. ever watched because i know there's like people who play quidditch oh no like, i don't want to watch do they, do they just like do they i think pl- they just they run around with like broomsticks between them no legs. they don't do they yeah, i think so oh no I think so. oh that's bad i know oh i don't like that i know yeah no they're they're not like i mean oh, obviously no. they're not flying but yeah they're oh, just they're not they're not no, flying, they're, they're not flying. <laughs> that's that's interesting they strap jet might, packs to their backs i might and have <laughs> to look up a youtube video of you a should. real quidditch match you because should. now i'm concerned <laughs> yeah no i think real quidditch is i don't want to that's not I, I don't mean that. I mean like the literal flying version, you know. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think it's cool. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not a big sports person, so it's kind of weird that I like Quidditch so much. But well, Quidditch isn't a real sport, so that's very <laughs> just true. Just, that's I mean, you're right about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, so would you recommend the movie? Um, I might actually recommend this movie because it is different it follows a different formula um how the turns i think i think um i think there's still i'm still not committing to the harry potter franchise but as a movie i thought that this one was pretty entertaining um and it it bucked the trend and I think it had some really good coming of age moments and character development that I didn't know that I wanted until I saw it. I was like, it's amazing how, like, I, when I was watching this, when I finally sort of put together what I was, partly what I was missing from the first three, and it just, it, that felt good. Um, I think I stand by my original claim that if you felt like you wanted to watch Harry Potter, you could just start at movie number three. Um, and, and I still stand by that. Like, I don't think 
even after watching this one, I wouldn't say to skip three. Um, so definitely don't skip three. It's really good. And also it's an Alfonso Cuaron movie and I just love him. So I'm not being sarcastic. I really do. I think he's a great director. He did The Little Princess in that movie. Like every time I see that ending where he's like, Sarah, I'm like, nope, here it comes. Here come the <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't cry. Yeah. I told myself I wouldn't cry. But so this one was just <laughs> it fun. Happened. It was just, it was more fun than the other ones. It still has problems as I've just mentioned over the course of the, the episode but as far as harry potter movie goes uh, movies go i think this is the first one that i was i was entertained by so i will give it a tentative recommendation like maybe i would recommend it but i'm not saying that you should watch the other movies but i think if you are going to start with three if that makes sense so i think you could even like maybe just watch this one as long as you aren't like a newborn baby or like haven't been Amish for the last you know 20 years you probably could just watch <laughs> this one and, and see if how you feel about it and maybe make your determination I guess yeah I mean I think that I I think you should watch all of them as a Harry Potter fan um I'm I'm pretty much would recommend all of them I was gonna say I mean, do you recommend it <laughs> it's like like i mean even the second one where i was like you know i can't believe that i really don't even like this that much i i I, yes i would recommend all of them i mean i just just watch them they're i mean (laughs) the next one is my favorite and i'm excited to do that one so um yeah yeah so anyway you can follow us on instagram watches movies you can follow us on facebook at watches movies we have a website watches movies.weebly.com if you want to email us uh, watch the movies at gmail.com and if you like our stuff and you want to uh, have us you know or if you just want to give us five stars because you're just a darling wonderful human being or if you want us to review something and you want us to do right away obviously after Harry Potter um, just give us five stars on iTunes and put the name of the movie that you want us to do and we will do it as soon as we are done with all of the Harry Potter movies but if you don't like using iTunes or you're just not into it or whatever, you can always email us at the at the previously stated email address. And we're pretty much on every platform, I mean, for the most part. So you can just look us up. And thanks so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Limited you, Mike. edition Hedwig's theme. Yes. Limited edition. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> we have cool. Limited edition stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we're done. Yep. Bye. Bye.